Last time on the Incorrigible Party. Mia finally learns the truth about Falzrin as he reclaims his body from the astral plane. Kachala having vacated the half-elf form in favor of their own, newly created in their Neogi image. With Samuel Coltis still enthralled, Mia and Falzrin pursue in hopes of ending the god here and now. And now, back to the adventure. You've pushed your way through the web portal into a short tunnel about 20 feet wide, 20 feet high, and it takes a, a sharp right turn 40 feet or so ahead of you. Torchlight kind of illuminating the, the way. You can see like it's coming from some source around the corner. That thick length of, of web fiber runs along the ground from this portal and continues around the corner. Connected to the strand, though, are two of those large egg-like sacks identical to those you've seen in the cave at the Paladin camp. You can clearly hear voices from further in. Samuel, we have to destroy this thing. No, no, you, you, you dummy. You can't stop. They'll take your mind and they'll make it their own. You will serve. You've been serried. Remove your armor. Submit. That is an order. What are you doing? Are you charging forward? Are you taking a beat? What's happening? Falzerin looks over to Mia. Mia, remember, Samuel is not our ally right now. He's under a very strong mind control. If I could just, if I could just touch him, maybe I could get rid of his charmed effect. You have some magic that would do that? Yeah, I can, I can cast greater restoration on him and, and get rid of his, his curse. Oh, that, that would be perfect. I, he's, he's so powerful though. It's going to be very difficult to get up to him. Let's just hope that Krakaka has not entered his body yet. Can you make me invisible? Yes, I can. And then as I cast it, who cares if I invis um, I lose my invisibility, right? Yes, uh, maybe that's a good idea. I'll, I'll make us both invisible and we can try and get as close as we can. Okay. Hurry. And Mia also wants to chuck... <laughs> chuck. <laughs> Mia also wants to chug a greater healing potion that she has. Yeah, absolutely. Go go for it. Uh, and, you know, as you're having this brief exchange behind you, the portal begins to stretch forward into the space of this tunnel as the remainder of Samuel's personal guard push their way through. One of them kind of, you know, looks sees the two of you still here. You know, as you're kind of, I imagine you're like on your way down this tunnel, right? He just quickly shouts, uh, you know, says to you, the other side's been cleared of enemies, for now at least. Where's Samuel? Stop, stop. Quiet. Quiet. This I, this is going to be confusing, but just, just listen. Trust me. Samuel has been mind-controlled by this Neogi god, and he's he's not himself. We need to break the mind control, but he's, he's going to be very, very powerful enemy of ours until we can break this. Mia and I are going to turn invisible and try and get as close as we can so that Mia can cast some of her healing magic to remove the curse from him. Okay, we're, we're with you. And you can now, in, in addition to the, the light source around the corner, blasts of blue, red, and green kind of flash down this tunnel where you are. RGB, you mean? RGB. <laughs> Someone's got a sweet computer around there. <laughs> Okay, so 
Balzarin looks to them, looks to Mia. Let's go. I, I, I know. I just we we need to plan this properly. Looks to the guards. Says, "Okay, I I think you need to stay back so that you don't give your position away. Get get as close to to the end of this tunnel as you can before you can be seen by Samuel. But Mia and I are going to turn invisible and get as close as we can to try and dispel this curse." Falzern reaches into his bag, pulls out a potion, drinks it, and then grabs Mia by the shoulder. Mia's gonna look in her bag and be like, anything else I can do? And she's also gonna chug this potion of invulnerability. All right, yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready. What was the potion you took, Falzi? It was the potion of advantage. So for one minute, um, I have resistance to all damage. And I got 14 points of healing, so I'm 91 out of 120. So however the rounds work, I just need to keep track of it, so... Yeah, so I'm going to consider that to be 30 or so seconds. So let's just call it five rounds for the sake of ease that that this exchange has, has gone on. So you, I know we had, you had uh, Mia, you had your wings going on, falls in, your, your blink was going on. So how if however many rounds you have left on those. I might have one or two, but I'm going to dismiss it to go invisible. So it's my, my blink would be gone by now. Okay, in between, we've taken 30 seconds to quick powwow. Seeing that Mia seems to be ready, Falzerin begins to wave his left hand with his right hand on her shoulder and mutters some arcane words. They both disappear. The web fiber as you round this corner continues for another 60 feet or so until the passageway uh, opens into the sizable chamber. There's two more egg sacs are connected in that corridor as you as you charge through towards where you hear the voices and where the fighting was going on. And the fiber continues along the chamber stone wall to, to what would be your left, where three more sacks are connected. These ones, though, have been they've been split open. That same brownish goo that you've seen before inside of them is spilled onto the ground. There's leftover parts of creatures just coated and floating in the fluid. They look vaguely recognizable as being uh, the, if you recall, the Tanarux, which is a creature the party has defended the tower from before it was fully assembled back with Silas and the paladins that was posted there as the guard. Oh, I totally remember. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Far to the right of the chamber's opening are stacked barrels and casks. More puddles of, of that goo have formed as they seem to be slowly leaking out of them. There's additional corpse parts piled in a large wheelbarrow. It looks to be, I mean, the, the few recognizable pieces like Umber Hulk Carapace um, chitinous arms and legs, just humanoid flesh bits <laughs> kind of mixed in this pile. A large fire pit is ablaze in the center of the space. It and torches kind of peppered around the perimeter of the roughly 120 foot wide chamber. They're what's casting that moderate amount of light, uh, at least on the ground where, you know, where they're set. But 50 feet above you, the, the ceiling at the very top is still like blanketed in, in shadows. Tables full of knives and open books, tools of, of various kinds like saws and hammers, chisels, alchemical components kind of encircled the fire. And from the thick web fiber that runs along that wall, a thinner strand kind of branches off of it, connected to a gargantuan sized Niyogi. Parts of its body glisten in the firelight. A thick coating of the brown goo is kind of slathered over sections of it clearly an amalgamation of body parts from various creatures. It's thick, powerful-looking spider legs are, are twitching 
as if electricity jolts through muscles, causing them to spasm. Thufta Younger has his hands on this thinner web that's connected to Kakala, and he yanks it out of its body. And then Yogi's, the Niyogi god's eyes flare open, a brilliant green, solid iris, catching the light, much in the way his body parts glisten, giving them this glowing effect. Samuel, his palms raised, they're blasting at his personal guard as they return fire. He's standing protectively in front of Kakala. And we can roll initiative. So, what we're going to do for this combat is uh, each of you, both of you, uh, Bill and Elena, you're going to have a control of a group of his personal guard. So you're going to have three each that I'm going to give you the stats for, and essentially you'll get to take their turn in initiative in addition to your characters. Is it because we're going to die soon, and so we got to do something? That's because I, then I have to control less things. <laughs> <laughs> Mia rolled a six, so my initiative is eight. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Falzerin's ahead of me again, I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, Falzerin rolled a nine. <laughs> okay. And your paladins? Seventeen. Twenty. <laughs> There's an eighteen. All right. Oh no, I'm not rolling very well. First up is Mia's pals. I've shorthanded Mia pal on my initial tracker here. So you're up, your paladins are up, Mia. They've heard what Falzern has said to them. They understand that Samuel is not on their side currently. You're talking about the ones behind us though. There are, I'm controlling two of the pals that are already in the well, all the other three are getting attacked by Samuel, so they know something is, wrong, is going wrong. Okay, okay. I don't want them to attack Samuel, though. Well, remember, every time he takes damage, he can roll to break the charm. Okay. So, Paladin number one is in the tunnel behind Brawn and Invisible Mia and Falzern, so he's going to do nothing on his turn. Um, I guess he could take the hide action, so maybe like attacks against him would have disadvantage, that sort of thing. Uh, he can uh, he can definitely attempt to hide behind one of the large uh, egg sacs attached. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so he'll kind of hide. So he can roll me. Uh, he can roll a stealth check for him. Then he can just continue with the dex bonus of plus two. His stealth is seventeen, and then guard two is in the south side of this cave room, below Samuel, um, not close to the egg sacs. Getting attacked by Samuel, he's confused. He's uh. And he's gonna shoot off a little, uh, he's gonna shoot off a little gauntlet action at Samuel, see if he can knock some sense into him. That's a 12 to hit. Uh, that one's gonna be a miss, unfortunately. First attack. And then he'll be like, okay, right hand didn't work. Okay, try the left gauntlet here. And that's a 26 to hit. There you go. He hits Samuel for seven necrotic damage. He's going to see these barrels behind him that you were mentioning. He's going to try to take some cover. Uh, okay, so you see that thing he's in front of? That's a wagon full of corpses that he was already kind of hiding behind. But if you want him to retreat further, that's cool, too. No, if he was already hiding, that's fine. I didn't uh, recognize that it was like... I mean, it is big on the map, I guess. But Guard 3 is close to one of the egg sacks that are sliced open, you said, essentially. <laughs> Real gross. And pretty close to Samuel. 
Well, I'll let let's uh the damaging Samuel does in fact trigger a constitution saving oh, throw okay. against Perfect. the mind control effect. Fortunately for uh Chakra, he makes this save with a disadvantage. And he rolls a critical fail, uh, which oh, is gonna no. be even though that's gonna be a total of eight, that's still gonna be a, a fail against Kachlas DC. So he's still under the Neogi God's control. He's got a plus seven. Wow. And fail well, no one's really been hitting him, I guess. When we were the ones charging into battle. But... Well, guard three is gonna be like they see the hit, they look at Samuel. Can they tell by just looking him in the eye what's going on? I mean, Samuel's still in, like, a, an offensive position. He's got his own, you know, hands up ready to, to fight. He hasn't showed no indication of, of, like, you know, that dazed effect that many of the paladins have seen, right, after they've broken a, a control. Nothing like that. Paladin Guard 3 that I'm controlling knows Samuel is attacking them, is, like, trying to figure out what's going on, and sees that the other guard, their buddy... Number two, <laughs> just just flung some necrotic damage at him. Didn't do much. So they're gonna try their right hand, which is the fire damage, just because to them, like the necrotic didn't seem to shake him or anything, and try to hit Samuel. That is with a 16. That is a miss. They're gonna go up to Samuel in, in melee range, and they're gonna try to just kind of like bear hug, grapple him, and be like, Samuel, like, get your wits about you. Like, Samuel, what are you doing? We're on your side. And, like, give him a hug. <laughs> okay. So that's a. I don't know if that's an attack or like what the grapple is again. Sorry. That paladin needs to cut back on the cigarette smoking. It, I'm trying to sound like Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do I roll for grappling? Like a strength or? Yeah, contested athletics check. I get plus 12 to athletics, but I rolled a 2, so 14. <laughs> Boy. Thankfully, Samuel is very weak with his armor on. Oh, yeah, thank goodness. The, you, they see them kind of, like, like wrap around each other, right? As Samuel is attempting to, to block this uh, attempt. And it's like they, for a second, it's almost like they have, like, they're having, like, a mercy fight. Like, their fingers are, like, entwined with each other in each other's hands as they're pushing against each other. And both of their armors, the chest plate, like starts to to glow and Samuel's very quickly outshines this pal, uh, the the personal guards right and Samuel just completely rebuffs his 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 attempt uh, let us help you lay down your arms submit to Kakala. Falzerin, your paladins are next maybe maybe we can start with the ones who are in the tunnel behind us again they've been told just to try and uh, remain hidden, so they'll do similarly to what the other uh, has already done. Beside them, they'll try and kind of just hide up against the wall behind these egg sacks as best they can. Okay, they can both make me uh, a hide check then, a uh, stealth. A 13 for the first one, and a 15 for the other. And the paladin that is already in the room engaged with this battle, I think he's, he's going to do the same. He's going to attack Samuel. He feels like his life's in danger, and he's not quite sure what to think is going on here, but either way, Kakaka is the enemy, and Samuel, for whatever reason, seems to be on the enemy's side. So he's going to blast with the first gauntlet. Uh, so this would be the necrotic one for 16 to hit. Mm, unfortunately, no. And he will fire off 
his right hand as well. Uh, 25 to hit. That will do it, yeah. 10 fire damage. Whoa, okay, excellent. No, 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 not excellent. That was, I mean, that was that was a d that was a d12 plus four. So, <laughs> okay, so he will make a Constitution saving throw at a disadvantage. Oh, 16. I'm listening. DC 17. No, I was hoping it was DC 15. I'm sure it's 17. Like mine is 17, so I'm sure it's higher than mine. Uh, 16 is well below the DC 20 needed to break oh, the mind control. So oh, with disadvantage, no. this is going to be bad. This it's going to be very be... difficult through, da- yeah, damage, damaging Samuel. We need Mia. Let's go. Next is Kakra. And now it seems like the is still on, on his little spider legs, or technically like their spider legs, as the Neogi actually don't have uh, genders. There are one gender. But the they're... A little uneven, like they're still trying to get their footing uh, on in this new body. But its eel neck kind of swivels around to the guards and takes in uh, Brawn, which is really the only mm. person you can see in that passage. New playthings. Samuel, bring me that one. As is little, little in comparison, you know, to the rest of his body hand points at Braun. Uh and then but Kay will actually you see him move kind of <laughs> absent-mindedly stepping over Thufty like Thufty is very small underneath this large Neogi body and Kay goes up to the the thick web fiber that the eggs are attached to and you see what his hand like inserts into it uh, sticks through it and then Holds, you know, a couple seconds and then withdraws. Falzerin, you're up. I think Falzerin is knowing now that his position is compromised because he's not too far from Braun. Um, he's going to dash into this big cavern, this big room. And he's going to go straight ahead to the, to the mouth of it and then take a right over toward um, the one paladin that's off into the distance to the right. My number two guard. Yeah, he's going to remain invisible and just rely on this invisibility spell until it, hopefully Mia can do what she needs to do. With with all of his movement in a dash, he's able to basically get uh, to, the, to the far right into this cave and position himself sort of behind this one paladin that is the paladin guard that's in battle with Samuel right now. Bron is next, and he's like... Look, he looks at Kay after he's he's literally been called out, and he looks to Samuel, and Bron just uh, retreats about twenty or so feet back. Uh, I mean, he knows like the where the personal guard like that's there. They've they've hidden right, so he's gonna kind of put himself behind their position, still keeping himself like within range of to be able to do something, and he actually will sacred flame on uh, Samuel here. Poor Bron. <laughs> Samuel gets a 16 on his dexterity save, which uh, is higher than Bron's DC of 15, unfortunately. Mia. Mia is exactly 30 feet in front of Samuel. Invisible. She's gonna use her movement, get right up be, uh, in front of Samuel, She's also adjacent to guard number three that attempted the grapple. 
uh, but invisible, thankfully. And she's going to cast Greater Restoration on Samuel. She's gonna just like reach out, reach out and touch him. Just like, I don't know, on the ankle or some crap. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Something maybe easy. And just try to get rid of this uh, this mind control that Kay has on him. And as, of course, as you cast, you become visible immediately. Like you, like Kay's attention is like snapped to you as you appear, right? Samuel as well, no time to react as you already have a hand on him. And the this, you know, radiance emits from, from your palm now into him. And his, you know, he has his, his arms up after blocking this paladin's attempt to grapple him. Fall, right? Fall to his side. And he looks blank, blank stare for a second before he like looks at you clearly confused Mia where where are we you you were mind controlled by the Niyogi god look behind you he's right here we need to fight and it is Samuel's turn next in initiative so very good timing <laughs> and he quickly gets his wits about him as, you know, he's like surveying, sees his, his personal guard, some of his personal guard he can see around. Wheels behind him, right, as you've told him to look behind. Sees, takes in K again for, for the first time in his own right mind. Immediately raises both of his own gauntlets, blasting two into the side of, of K. Such a good spell. It's That's why it's fifth level, I would guess. Totally, <laughs> totally. That's pretty high level. Uh, first blast is a adjusted 20 and a 25. Both will hit. I don't know if you need me to clarify because I'm keeping track, but I used the fifth level spell out of the ring, so I get it back after short rest. Okay, great. First hit, 26 force <sighs> damage. That suit. Second, another 24 force damage. Last in initiative is... Thuft the Younger. Still charmed by Mia, meaning he cannot direct any harmful effects towards her. But he he's like frantic he's like look frantically looking he's around. He's my friend. What do you want me to do? I'll take that one, as he now points to Mia. I can't I can't! And Thufty does nothing. Back to the top. Mia's paladins. Oh, I completely forgot about Alaork. I was wondering if he was going to Alaork, did he come with us? Yeah. Forgetting about Alamar. I'll put him in the... We'll just put him at the bottom instead of Thufty here. He he has been the hanging back. Now in his new body. Like, this is, and remember, this is like a deceased orc that had yeah he walks like an old man inside of a deceased orc's body <laughs> right Al alamar's not quite used to being in in what at least once when it was living a virile young-ish especially compared to his elven body so he's actually just kind of gonna he's gonna try to back up brawn i suppose but he's not gonna do too much before your paladins get to to move mia the egg sacks in which they are some of them are huddled behind in this tunnel crack open I and the brown been. goo just spilling out and out of each of them climb like a tanarak they look kind of like orcs right but they got bony spines all over their body as they climb and claw their way out 
previously when he fought them, they each had like a great sword, but they do have okay. very sharp like and claws. nasty looking like black claws that mark uh, match the color of of the the spines and their horns that protrude from their forehead. But one of which uh, has to sprint all the way, pretty much all the way back from the portal entrance. So he unfortunately will not get to attack. But the other three, two of them swarm uh, one of Falzerin's personal guard, each making two attacks with their, uh, their, their yeah, their bite, a bite and a claw. 21, a 25, a 26, and a 25. So all four <laughs> will <laughs> make oh, contact boy. with them. A total of 25 piercing damage Oof. to uh, Falzern's guard number three. And Mia's guard number one will suffer two attacks, which is a 26 and an adjusted 20. A total of 18 piercing to uh, Mia's guard number one. Now Mia's paladins get to act. Okay, well, guard number one that was hanging back and hiding is now face-to-face with Tanarok number four. There's three behind, one right in front. I guess they're melee range, so I take take a first melee attack with these gauntlets. It's 19. Yep. Alright, 13 damage. So then another another melee attack. Uh, second one's a miss, I would assume. With a 10. Yes, that is going to be a miss. And uh, I'll just stay put and stay engaged with this guy, with number one. Number two, hiding behind the cart. Falzerin is uh, behind me, but I don't know that because I can't see him. Uh, at least Samuel seems to have come to his senses. Would I be aware of like this noise and this whole situation in the tunnel with these eggs popping? Yeah, you can even see like Chandrick number four that just got beat on uh, by one of your buddies there for sure. I'll move out in the open about 10 feet so that I have like a better line of sight. And uh, do some melee, or not melee, sorry, ranged attack against Tanarak number four, the same the same one that was just hit. So, left gauntlet <laughs> misses <laughs> with a nine. <laughs> right gauntlet <laughs> misses with a nine. I just rolled two twos Oh, in no. So he's like, crap. So he actually just retreats to ten feet back and hides behind the cart again to have some cover. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Number three, next to Mia, and now semi-normal, sort of seems different, Samuel Coltis. Uh, boss, is that you? Destroy the Nilgi God. Okay. And so, so I just, oh my, I'm going to have a sore throat. Okay, so then I I do a left gauntlet at the Nilgi God. Just, just going big. That's a 17 to hit. That hits. So this is necrotic damage. That is 11 necrotic damage with the left gauntlet. Right gauntlet fires. Uh, 22, so that's good. And uh, fire damage, we've got 14 fire damage. And as the as the fire hits, it uh, it doesn't look as effective as the necrotic. As, you know, it kind of, like, it, it starts to, like, burn away the, the sections of goo, uh, you know, that have been slathered over it. But like parts of them like start to like glow red, like just like random. It seems like random like pieces of him, right? Of what he's made up of, just kind of briefly glow, and then it kind of just fades away. Guard's gonna stay adjacent to Samuel. That's that's their job, so they're not gonna move. Okay, excellent. Uh, Falsey, Paladins. 
So the paladin that is closest to Mia and Samuel, I think is going to pursue these Tanaruk because um, he sees that the people in the hallway uh, are in for quite a fight with them. So he's gonna move to the mouth of this hallway or this tunnel and attack the closest Tanaruk with his gauntlets. He's gonna fire the left. Oh, that's not great. Uh, 13 to hit. No. And the right, that's a bit better. It's a 19 to hit. Yeah. It's not so bad. Uh, 14 fire damage. You see as the fire connects, again, like the the horns and the spike section of this Tanarak glow red briefly, and then it dissipates as it's not as effective as it should be. All right, so he's going to stay where he is, supporting these other paladins and Braun and Orkamar. <laughs> the uh, the other paladin who is was already in this hallway, he's going to do um, the same, only he's going to be targeting one of these Tanruk that has gone further down the hallway. Going to blast with the left gauntlet. 14 to hit. 14 hits. Uh, 14 necrotic damage. All right, good hit. And the necrotic looks like it's doing what it should. Perfect. And then he's going to blast with his right hand and that'll be a hit as well that was 16 for 12 fire damage this too is clearly resistant and the remaining paladin is sort of flanked on both sides by these tanarek so he's not going to make a ranged attack he's going to attack the tanarek that his comrade just hit with the necrotic and the fire damage with his fists he's going to swing back and throw a punch uh, this is an adjusted 20 to hit, uh, 11 bludgeoning damage, and he's going to swing back with his other fist. Unfortunately, only 12 to hit. That one is going to be a miss. This Tanarak will use its reaction in response to any hit by a melee attack to make a bite of its own against your paladin. 19 to hit. Uh, that is a hit. Total of 7 piercing. Next is Kachlach. He's like... Still speaking to Thufty. What do you mean you can't obey? Uh, uh, I, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't. I mean, it's not my fault. I mean, I, I don't even like her. And Mia, you can roll psychic damage. The psychic damage as Thufty <laughs> tells a lie. Like <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's five d ten. Poor Thufty. Okay. Psychic damage. The Thuft lineage just has not been treated well by our <laughs> <Not> party. <really. laughs> I rolled a 10 on one of them. 36 psychic damage. Oh. I didn't roll lower than a 5, so that's not bad. Poor Thuft. That hurts. So it is, um, it says it takes 5d10 psychic damage each time it acts in a manner director directly counter to the instructions, but no more than once a day. So... It's not like it could keep happening. Okay, and Thufty, as he puts his hands to his head, uh, you know, his stick falls to the floor as he grabs his own head. I was so nice to him. Kate just gives him this disdaining look and with one flick of his meaty legs just smashes him away. And Thufty just flies into this open egg sack 
Lefty, I would never smack you like that. He's going to take even more. Just a quick <laughs> 18 bludgeoning. Oh, no. Oh no! A quick eighteen. So in that one attack. Well, it was the it was the impact, and then as he slams 54. into the wall here. Yeah, the that was a bad uh, a bad round for Thuffy. Thuffy he crumples to the floor, and Thuffy the younger looks like he's like barely conscious. <sighs> Thuffy doesn't want us there anymore. But Kay is then going to. Again, looking towards Mia. No. I forgot to activate my circlet. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, this is still the same day in which he en enslaves Samuel. Therefore, he does not have another use of it quite yet. Didn't know that, but that's okay. Good to know now. Thank you, thank you. Kay, though, does approach you, Mia. Gets within 10 feet of you, like, almost like just this quick skitter, like, impossibly fast, it seems, for a creature this size. And he's going to make a spell melee attack against you. Uh, 22 to hit. Uh, yes, that hits. And it's it's less of, like, a, a swipe or, a, or an impact. It's more of, of a... It's like a caress as he just kind of strokes across your armor, uh, making contact, and he's going to inflict you with slimy doom. What? It is a disease. Mia, you <sighs> begin... No. Everybody that can see her from her, like, at the corner of her eyes and ears, corner of her mouth, you just begin to bleed uncontrollably. And you have disadvantage on constitution checks and constitution saving throws. In addition, whenever you take damage, you will be stunned until the end of your next turn. At the end of each of your turns, Mia, though, you can make a constitution saving throw. With disadvantage. With now. disadvantage, and then after... There's some effects, depending on how you uh, how you save. Falzrin. <laughs> I'm oozing. Ugh. Oh, boy. You're still invisible, right? I am, but, I mean, it, it doesn't make sense for me to remain invisible now that cats are the bag. Bags out of the cat. That too. Blood's out of the Mia. <laughs> <laughs> is, is my blood phlogiston-like? <laughs> the demigod blood. Just rainbows ooze from your eyeballs. So, yeah, again, keep in mind, like, you, you've you been inflicted with a disease, so if you have okay, something that can take care of that, then... Look at my spells and see. Haha, -ha, I do have heal, the six-level spell heal prepared. All right, so... Falzerin sees what's happening. Our enemies have just multiplied in number, and a, a bunch of them have gone into this tunnel with some of our allies. Um, he's going to use all of his movement. He's going to move 30 feet back toward the entrance to this, this big room, to the tunnel, so he can see into the tunnel, which is packed full of uh, allies and enemies. And he's going to target one of the Tanaruks, which is a bit further down, and he's going to cast a new spell to him called Chain Lightning. Ooh, okay. Dope. He points out with one hand, and you see around the end of his fingertips, the air sort of starts to crackle, and this lightning uh, begins to form and, and leap out towards this Tanaruk, and then, uh, if successful, it is going to hit the Tanaruk and 
also spread out from it in multiple directions to target other Tanrak in the hallway as well. So a uh, dexterity saving throw. Whether the initial target um, saves or passes, the lightning can still jump to the other ones, according to the spell text. Well, the first uh, target only got a three for a six area saving throw. Okay, so that's a that's a fail. So it's <laughs> it's gonna hit it's gonna hit the one Tanrak, which is basically halfway down the hallway, and then it can jump out to three additional targets. So I, I can hit all of them basically. So Dex saves all around, and I will roll damage for you. <laughs> so you're gonna okay, you're hitting all four of them. So Tanrak two gets a twelve. Tanrak one gets a thirteen. Tanrak four gets a 12. So I think all okay. of them are failing here, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, Mia boy. is like so happy you're using lightning. <laughs> uh, you can barely see. Your your face is full of blood. I mean, that's true. She just knows lightning's being spawned. She can just smell the ozone from its yeah. crack. I have just enough dice to be able to roll damage for this spell. That's bonkers. Right, no whammy, no whammy. I don't trust your math. I don't either. <laughs> 46 lightning damage. What? No way. <laughs> to, to every single one of them. Yes. You're calling lightning. <laughs> this is insane. That's the only time I can cast that today, so hope it was worth it. <laughs> I wanted to target Kakaka, but because it's my it's my best spell that I have, but it's a it's a multi-target spell, so I think it makes sense. It's to... going to be helpful to have those guards less distracted, for sure. Very well done as this, you know, this lightning pinpoints to the original target and then jumps in a blink of an eye to the other three Tanneret. Inches from the, the personal guard, after. right? Yeah, the thunder right. always comes yeah. after. <laughs> <laughs> well done. They are all still standing. Um, one of them looks, two of them look severely, severely injured. The other are just bloodied. The other two are just bloodied. Well, I'm happy with that. I only I only rolled two ones, so uh, that does bring us to Braun, right? He's seeing. <laughs> I don't know if he has a spell. Yeah, he, you know, like cries out to you, moving forward, and I don't think there is anything that he can currently do for the disease. If only we had a paladin around. <laughs> <laughs> What he can do, however, is cast a Shield of Faith on Yumia. Nice. Uh, range 60 feet, a creature of his choice. So, uh, as long as he maintains concentration, you will get a plus two to your AC. I like it. So then I don't take damage potentially and all the stunned crap. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, okay, and now it's you, Mia. You said it so genuinely as a DM. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, that is genuine. Mia knows something is very wrong. <laughs> you can feel the blood start to pool in your boots and under your gloves of your armor. Just just oozing. And I immediately think, I need healing. So I will use the last charge on this ring as far as like extra spell slots. I have an extra six level spell slot left and I'm going to use the heal spell and try to heal myself of whatever disease this is. Do you, are you damaged? Because it also gives you H... Do you have to choose what effect, or does it just do all of these things? Choose a creature you can see within range. A surge of positive energy washes through the creature, causing it to regain 70 hit points. This spell also ends blindness, deafness, and any diseases affecting the target. 
This spell has no effect on constructs or the undead. So I basically <laughs> regain full health and get rid of the disease. <laughs> okay, absolutely. Yeah, you target yourself and the it's like the blood like almost like it's being absorbed back into you, right? That those puddles so, sloshing so in your boots. It's yeah. so disgusting. And you <laughs> you feel yeah, you feel like you feel fully charged now. I mean you're back you're back to full HP. You're no longer bleeding from every orifice. You're doing great. <laughs> so I heal myself. I'm just like, thanks, Bron. I feel so much better already. And just knowing that this Neogi guy, like, was he still kind of targeting and looking at me? Yeah, he's clearly focused on you. I'm gonna, I have uh, movement enough to run down to my right to the south of this uh, cavern room and sort of like hug close to guard number two that I am controlling, like that's hiding behind a cart of bodies. Just trying to get a little more cover from this Neogi. Okay, uh, you technically are moving out of his reach. He has a 10-foot reach, so he can take an attack of opportunity on you if you choose to do so. That's fine. Okay, he will attempt to bite you as I'm you feeling really him. good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 24 to hit. Ooh, that does hit, even with the 22 AC. So you'll take um, 22 piercing damage, and could you make me a constitution saving throw, please? So I will take 11 piercing damage. I still have eight more rounds. Okay, great. Constitution saving throw, which is no longer affected. That is a 14. Not great. That is a fail. You can feel this venom being injected into you as he bites Frick. for another 16 poison. So I like pump myself up to 120 and I'm back to 101. But, you know, whatever. Uh, that was his attack. Of, oh, it is Samuel next. And you see Samuel basically like lifts like takes off into the air right? he just flies up almost getting like eye level with Kakakla. still at range barely but 10 feet from it he will just continue to use his gauntlets and as they glow you you both notice that it doesn't the glow is not as intense as it was even just a round ago it's not as bright as it was oh seriously <laughs> freaking shikara <laughs> Uh, okay, so first blast, uh, 18 to hit and a 29, almost a crit, but both actually will hit. It's like it goes from a d12 to a d10 to a d8 to a d6 to a d4. First hit, 22 damage. Nice. Second hit, 25 damage. Samuel gets five attacks? <laughs> he unfortunately only gets uh, two. Every appendage? Oh. But he is he is now flying uh, 20 feet up in the air. Thufty. Uh, Kind of barely gets to his feet and just like shuffles away from Kay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he just kind of like collapses against this pile of rubble. He's not doing well. He's so hurt. He's yeah. so very hurt. Orkamar, witnessing Falzer and cast this chain lightning. You see, like, he looks kind of down at his hands. Falzerin! This body is useless. <laughs> He's going to charge, though, into the chamber. Moves 30 feet in, looking around. And you see the looks at Thuft. Forgive me, small one. He's going to use his 
orc ability to bonus action, allowing him to dash. And he's going to attempt to finish off Thuff the Younger. Oh, no. There's a 15 to hit. And Thuff <sighs> only has four hit points. Oh, my gosh. I didn't want it to come to this. Ormar, Orkamar does five points of damage to Thufty as he Ugh. just one cold cock Thufty and Thufty Younger goes goes limp. And Orkamar, the orc body, collapses as well. And you see, Mia, you're seeing this for the first time, but you see Alamar's spirit. He looks like he's made of taffy. He is stretched out to, to like enormous lengths. His arms are like wave spiritually right and he dives into Thuff the Younger's body no and Thuff the Younger opens his eyes wait so is Almar my friend now (laughs) (laughs) the spell's probably worn off uh Tanarux to the top I don't know that the spell accounts for souls exchanging the body (laughs) yeah I don't uh I guess you'll have to see (laughs) (laughs) All right, attacks on uh, Falzerin's guard, number three here, from the Tanarak. A 22 and a 12, only one hits, right? Yep. Nine piercing damage. Another two two swipes and bites, 10 and an 18. 18 hits. For an additional eight piercing on Falzerin guard number three. Tanarak one and four. Four is not looking too hot, but Swipes out at Mia's guard, number one. How dare you? A nine and a 24. 24 hits. Eight piercing. Falsey's guard, number two, gets critted and a 25. A total of 27 piercing. Mia, your 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 personal guards are up. Guard number one just took a hit from the Tanarak. Ouch! <laughs> Um, technically, there's two Tanaraks within reach, but you said four was looking bad. The one that we've kind of hit a little bit. So he will lash out at that. Remembering that fire didn't work as well. Um, I'm within melee, though. I'm going to um, try to bludgeon this dude with my gauntlet. 17 to hit. Yeah. So that is 11 bludgeoning. With one fist. How's he looking? Still standing. Still standing, so he's like, it's like the one, two, so the two's coming, and the two is 19, 14 bludgeoning. <laughs> Good hit. You just see, uh, you know, as your guard is, the the armor is punching, right, just shards of its bone and, and spiny bits are just Ugh. coming off against the impact, but still on its feet, barely. All right, so guard one still, like, got their hands up at, at their face, they're ready. Guard two, hanging out by the cart, sees Mia and is like, Let's go! Kind of like comes out of cover a little bit. And uh, he's going to shoot He's gonna shoot some necrotic at this Neogi god. Because he knows the fire didn't work as well. Ooh, crit! <laughs> so, let's see. So it was a plus 7 to hit. So it's 27 to hit with a crit. So that's 12 plus 4 for the one dice that's maxed. So that's 16 necrotic. The second die is a nine almost as good 25 necrotic damage to the neogi god good blast that was the first blast am i allowed to take two blasts with the same hand yep absolutely left left all right so we're gonna try the left again so that's a 25 to hit yeah definitely and seven more necrotic damage 
feeling good about himself, he's not going to retreat behind this cart anymore. He's going to stand out in the open and be like, get me, come at me. <laughs> All right. Number three is next to Samuel. Uh, has no one adjacent, nothing going on other than the Neogi God within the, the 10 feet reach here. So he's going to, is it melee for this guy then, technically? I mean, he, you're in Kakala's reach, but Kakala's not in his reach, right? It's still range for me. Okay. So we'll do the we'll do the left left uh, necrotic here. Let's try this again. Twenty two to hit, twelve necrotic. Oh, so close! An eighteen, so another twenty five to hit. Uh, six more necrotic. She's gonna stay put right to Samuel's side. Okay, wow. And as you know, as this blaster or like chunks of Kakala's mesh together body just kind of blowing off of him against the impacts. Gross. K is next though. Frustrated. For sure. Especially at Mia's retreat. Yeah, I'm behind guard two that critted on him. Like, so he's kind of mad at that side of the map, I'm going <laughs> to assume. <laughs> so, Kay is going to attempt to uh, cast a, a wall of anti-light. Oh, what? But a, a solid wall of black appears. 60 foot long, 10 feet high, 5 feet thick, blocking line of sight. Creatures and objects can't pass through it. All of the the light within 120 feet of it goes out as it sheds magical darkness in this entire chamber. Everything is plunged into black. Magical darkness. Correct. So dark vision can't see. That is correct. Uh-oh. Let's mention the second time our paladin would come in handy. <laughs> you can hear <laughs> in the darkness the and like the the louder skittering of spider legs as Kakala moves somewhere in the darkness. Freaking Shikara, because like Hexblood can see through magical darkness, right? Shikara does have devil sight, yeah. Freaking Shikara, why'd you have to do me so wrong? And that's our show. Be sure to follow us on social media. We're the Encourageable Par on Twitter. Encourageable Party on Facebook and Instagram. You can go to EncourageableParty.com for additional world and NPC information and check out some of the merchandise there. Be the cool kid at your next game night by donning some Encourageable Party apparel. Encourageable Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Go to CriticalHitDesign.com for your design needs. All ambient sounds and music are courtesy of TabletopAudio.com. Our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. You can contact him for your own musical inquiries via email at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Happy adventuring! This has been a Sounds of Steel production.